The Colorado Avalanche win their sixth game in a row with a 3-2 to two victory over the Washington Capitals. And it did not come easy, but they emerge victorious and make Jared Bednar the winningest coach in franchise history. A lot to get to with this one. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It was milestone day in Denver, Colorado last night as uh, the Avalanche with the 3-2 to hold on for dear life win over the Washington Capitals. Uh, like we said, they make Jared Bednar the winningest coach in franchise history. You had... Eric Johnson, who just played his 900th career game, his 700th wearing the Avalanche jersey, and Nathan McKinnon with that pretty but looked painful assist uh, gives him his 700th career point. So, so much going on. And just the fact that the Avalanche won the game makes all that stuff all the more sweeter. If you lose that game, it's like, yeah, all that stuff is cool, but you <laughs> lost the game. Uh, but overall, a, a very entertaining game. We'll get to all of it, but first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And of course, follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live so yeah it was a, a win I feel like this was one of those wins that we talked about a few times last year where we kept saying like they kept finding different ways to win and I, I you just got the vibe of like okay like they, they if they pull this one out like this is one that just that they can they can say hey you know it's a tight game that we had a lead in and we we never lost that lead but the other team is just breathing down our necks and we held firm wasn't pretty at the end was was good in the beginning and you get two points two points or two points any way you get them uh are there things to button up absolutely you gotta give washington a little bit of credit for you know forcing the issue at the end there like i said the abs held firm this was a wonderful game for abs fans for so many reasons look to your left look to your right open up your phone Look at where the abs are sitting in the standings, my friends. It's a pretty thing. We're it's pretty, third. pretty thing. Minnesota is out. <laughs> and, they're, and uh, yeah, they didn't play last night <clears throat> either, so they can't they, get it. They lost to Tampa Bay. It was oh, a they four- did play? Yes, they, they lost to Tampa Bay 4-2. You're right. You the are Devils, right, yeah. Devils knocked, uh, knocked down the Knights. That's that right. That also helps things a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to this climb the Avalanche have been doing, you win there. Jared Bednar winning as coach in organization history for our Canadian listeners. We have milestones from EJ and Nate McKinnon. And everyone wants me to say something positive about Alex Newhook and that, that greasy goal. As fan 65, I've, you've been blowing up my phone talking about <laughs> say something positive. Yeah. Newhook is coming into his own. That He's, goal was gorgeous. He's he's really stepped up, and you could see what Bednar winning his coach again for everybody who needs to be reminded. Yeah, we'll say coach. that a few times throughout the uh, duration of the show. But you could see what they saw when earlier in the season where they said this is his job as two C 
and what they believed in in New Hook. He's finally hitting his stride. And honestly, the best part of the season because everybody's putting things together. And there's a lot of wonderful things you can take away from this game. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I've been we've been saying that about Alex Newhook for a while. Like he's 21 years old. He's got to grow. He's got to develop. And I think people wanted him to grow and develop faster than than most players do. You're, you're not going to get, you know, the Connor McDavid from anybody else. That's just that doesn't happen. And sometimes it takes guys a little bit longer to to come into their own. And he just seems to be hitting his stride, like you said, at at a, a good time for the abs. Everything is is going swimmingly right now for him. Yeah. And we almost got to lead the episode talking about that beautiful McDermott goal, but of uh, course, McDermott had to take Cogliano out. That was a rifle. It was I mean gorgeous. I don't have as many like hardly any hang-ups anymore with curtis mcdermott yeah he you know what like he's not fast so you're not gonna get his speed he's just he's a giant um you you know what you're getting with him now but he seems to have accepted his his role not only i shouldn't say that he's always accepted his role he just wasn't playing it well when he he's, first came over he's he's gone from accepting his role to establishing his role that's i think the perfect way to say it and and I, I I don't consider him um, a liability every single shift anymore. You know, like there was a time every time he was out there, you're like, oh man, like I just hope he doesn't do something completely boneheaded. And I maybe it was just he needed to get uh, adjusted to a new team and a new city and a new system and uh, you know new new teammates and. I think as last year went on, you saw the improvement over last year, and he's just really continued that for this year. You're, you're, I mean, he's got a that that was a that was a howitzer of a shot. That's a Brad Hunt type shot. <laughs> Are we comparing shots to Brad Hunt now? Like that's that's amazing. He's but, he's he's got a signature shot. He does. That little booming slapper. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I yeah I, I'm I'm pretty happy with McDermott. I'm not saying you know what did he have ice time let me see hey he had just shy of 14 minutes of ice time so and in a close game too i think that's pretty telling um but this is a game you know a week and a half two weeks ago who knows what you would have got out of it but i think this just you know you come off of that that short three game road trip where you win all three games and we talked about that yesterday and and you're you're riding a nice wave right now by the abs and and while it wasn't pretty at the end I don't want to sit here just because they got the the, the two points <clears throat> just sit here and just talk about like it's all sunshine and rainbows for the other because the end wasn't no Washington really was was I, I was just waiting for this game to be one of those that you lead the entire game and then when they pull the goalie they get a goal with like six seconds left. And then score twenty two seconds into overtime and and lose like it it was trending in that direction of a game where the ads like you hate those games that you let slip away that you absolutely should not and I'm not saying like I was thinking that was going to happen but in the back of my head I'm like just don't be that type of game because you know just because the ads are playing so well all those milestones we were talking about. Um, and you had to lead the entire time. That's where it would have really just cut you deep because you led this entire game and you, 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 
you, we're probably going to have one of those games or two of them by yeah. the end of the year. They happen. Those are the gut punch games. But the Avs didn't let it happen. And what kind of concerned me towards the end of that game with how great the Avalanche started, you know, the scoring was there. They let up the goals and everything. But you could, and you heard Moj and Riker talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Just them running out of gas and losing their legs and can't get out of their zone. That's how the game ended. So now they're yeah. going into practice. They're refining. They're getting back to normal. The last thing you want to do after winning six in a row is take a breath to play Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Because the, Anaheim has literally nothing to play for. They're not no. bad enough to tank for Bedard. They're not good enough to make the playoffs. They're in purgatory. And what better way to establish yourself than, once again, beating the defending Stanley Cup champions is what everybody <laughs> does. It's where everybody gets to. Right. Across the network, you beat the Avalanche, you get to lead your show with, we beat the defending Stanley You're Cup right, champions. Right, right. I mean, that's a banner win for what the Ducks are building. Mm-hmm. So you want to yeah. see the Avs kind of refine and kind of fix up what happened in honestly midway through the second and that entire third period i don't ever want to see that third period again it was a rough one um i know like what we were talking about yesterday with with uh, like the capitals and how they're just like mid-range with everything and you saw that in the beginning like they weren't doing anything that was like wowing you and they weren't doing it and ovechkin was just he, he was nowhere yeah and and he something's not i mean well he is injured right so he's not 100% um but, but he can was, still hurt you at 40% well look at that though i mean like you know that shot yeah. <laughs> and and they they were galvanized after that like the, when he scored that goal when Vetchen scored that goal to make it 3 to 2 that's when they just started flying and first of all like he he didn't look himself clearly and he's not um, but he still is with it enough to fire a 92 mile an hour slap shot from his house. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that, I mean, if that's not the difference, most shots you see, like, I don't know, I don't know what the average slap shot mile per hour hour is, but watching enough hockey, it's probably in the 80 to 85 yeah. mile an hour range. That's what you see all the time. We need the glow puck to let us know. Yeah, we do. We need the red streak coming off the glow puck. Where are you, Fox? Um, <laughs> but like, that's the difference. Like, say it on the high end, 85, and he's yep. firing these things at 92. That 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 is a huge difference, and that's why he has 800-plus goals because he can fire that thing five to seven miles an hour faster and it makes a world of difference and even when he's not on his game he will he will just he knows it, how to do it i'm yeah. what am i talking about like he's done it 800 times so you know he, he's always he, he, you just always have to be cautious of him even when he's not playing well and he didn't play well in the beginning no. or maybe the first you know two periods really and he didn't really start showing up until the end and that's what the superstars do, and he got his team going. And you know, the Az did their best to to shut him down, and just thankful, obviously, that they did. So, um, much more to get to with this game. Um, and we have a sound check to get to as well, and definitely gonna talk about Georgie because uh, the Avs goalies just continue to to <laughs> keep playing fantastic. Yeah, you're laughing. 
yeah it's it's my favorite thing now is we get to talk about avalanche goalies and it's like yeah. we just rotate the spotlight and we're like no it's your gift. let's talk Who's about next? him and then frankie yeah. and yeah all right let's hear from our newest and latest and best sponsor that is FanDuel, and what a perfect time for them to come on board the nfl playoffs are here and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they're number one in the sports book world and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy if you are a new customer you can join today to get started with a 150 allowance and free bets guaranteed when you place your first five dollar bet you heard that right you place a five dollar bet you get $150 in free bets. So just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. And you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. I, I see these parlays on Instagram all the time. And I know it's just, you know, they have like these ridiculous parlays where guys are winning like nine hundred thousand dollars, and yeah, it can happen. But good lord, like I am not that good at betting. I I, I wish I knew. A lot of that is like freewheeling it and luck. But hey, I mean, it happens. As the wise prophet JP from Angels in the Outfield said, it could happen. It could happen. Float it. Float it. <laughs> uh. So yeah. <laughs> all on the app that is safe, secure, and easy to use. So football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so, um, yeah, more on this, like you said, the Alex Newhook goal. I want to go back to the, um, before we get to that one, the the Nathan McKinnon assist. Mm -hmm. It's one, like, he got, like, hit hard. And I don't, I can't remember who the defender was that hit him. I don't, you don't think that you're going to get stood up like that. You figure, like, the defender's going to try to play the puck and play in between because it was, like, a one-on-one and, um, I'm sure the defender saw Lekkinen coming in into the zone. He decided to stand up McKinnon and and he and he hit him square in the chest. And somehow McKinnon stuck with the play and stuck it the stick out to to just shuffle pass it to Lekkinen, who roofed it on Darcy Kemper. Um, my concern and 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 that happened in the first. Mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon played the rest of the game. Didn't seem like it affected him. Well, I should maybe it did because it didn't seem like he was as much like on, yeah. on his horse like as he normally is, like the bull in the china shop type of player. And he played only just shy of 19 minutes, um, which was not uh like so usually he's right up towards the top. There's a yeah. handful of players that played more minutes than he did. My concern with like that play is that's an injury where He's feeling it tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And are are we going to be looking at Nathan McKinnon as a day-to-day thing? And it's not I – mean, you, you have padding on there, but 
when you get hit, like, I mean, he, it was like he hit a brick wall yeah, directly in his chest. So I do, I have some concern right now for, for Nathan McKinnon um, that he's going to be a hurting pup uh, in the morning. <clears throat> despite well, it being a fantastic play for his 700th point of his career. Yeah. <laughs> gonna look back at that. You could, you could see all that when he was playing NHL 23 in the off season, he learned that's the new little move they added on this year. It's like, <laughs> you could do that little extra hit after you get hit. Oh he yeah. Just incorporated it and in real life. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon gamer yeah. dude, but no, it, that was definitely a hit that all abs fans are conditioned. Like, Oh great. We're going to wake up tomorrow and day to day. But, We'll yeah. see. Nathan McKinnon, like, he's a robot anyway. He could wake up tomorrow and be stronger. Who knows? But it's it. you definitely yeah, are right. concerned because he kind of vanished. A so, bit. A little bit. Um, I mean, but it, it speaks a lot to the effort and the hustle that he goes at 110% every game. Yeah. So if he does end up day-to-day, we're immune to it at this point. Well. I, I'm not. I'm still like this has been. It's been a rough year injury wise. So I just because we're on a six game winning streak, I don't want to just sit here and and be like, hey, just get on the car, stay out. <laughs> we clearly don't need you. Just stay out. Like I, I'm not. I'm not there yet. We need all these guys for as long as we. But I get what you're saying. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, the Alex Newhook goal. We touched on it earlier. Mm. Phenomenal. And when you watch that that replay in its entirety. Go back to when the Avs didn't have the puck. When Washington had the puck in their zone and the the Avalanche got it back. I went, who, who was the first pass? Um, it might have been, let's see, it might have been Sam Girard who had the pass out <laughs> you to. You don't say. Yeah, it could have been. I, I, it doesn't matter, whoever it was. Um, the Like, Alex Newhook saw that like the turnover happening before it happened mm-hmm. and he bolted he just turned tail and just went full speed in the other direction and and they, they hit him in stride and to to go as fast as he was going and i think altitude put it up that he was going like 24 miles an hour to go that speed with a defender on you and shoot that cross net uh shot that he did on the other side of kemper is insanely difficult, and I think that like that entire play from beginning to end just shows you the confidence that Alex Newhook, Newhook has built up right now. And I don't know if it's going to happen, but I made that prediction not so long ago, or I think at some point during the season he's going to make the NHL uh, three stars of the week. He's he's getting there. He's on the road there right now. Yeah, he and he had. And you you mentioned the confidence, the way he played that puck, the way he shot that puck. If you're not confident in your shot, you're not going around for that celly behind the the net. You're going to play for that rebound. When he took that shot, there was no doubt. That was his little. He was already going around getting ready for that celly because he knew. He he knew Darcy didn't know. I was going to say, what do you think Darcy Kemper's thinking? Like, there's no way. Like, even though I played this with this kid for one year, I know he's not going to go far side on me and you could see with how darcy played it he was so yeah. far the opposite oh. way and he was neck stretching he trying was. to catch that puck he was completely fooled. he was so, so. far out <laughs> it was crazy um yeah so stats wise um it got a little bit 
out of whack um, towards the end there because that third period was just really dominated by the Capitals. So they they win the shots on goal 39 to 26. And what did you say? The Avalanche with a whopping three shots on goal in the third period? Three. Uh, that's yeah, and and it showed. I, I can't remember what they were. Yeah, I don't I don't remember who had them, and I don't remember when they happened. Um, compared to Washington's fifteen, Washington was coming at them. Yeah. Uh, but we gotta Say have a it. bell or something. We need we need to have like a face off winning bell somewhere. Yeah. Do you have any like hmm. that? That's your homework for for uh, the next game. We we need something that we need to ring whenever the Avs win the face off percentage because they did in this game fifty three percent to 48 percent wow i mean i think we should just stop the show right there because i might pass out um i'm trying to think of another game this year where the avalanche did not have a power play i think there was one other game if i'm not mistaken but no more than one other than this one no power plays in this game for the avs and I gotta say, I didn't really think there was any that the refs missed. I don't. I wasn't sitting there, kind of getting angry, like yelling at the screen, like you got to call that trip, you got to call that interference. Maybe there was one or two borderline ones, but there was nothing that was egregious. And I don't know if that's just the way the Washington Capitals play. All the, when you got guys like Tom Wilson, you're expecting yeah, some penalties, but he left uh, early. He only had nine minutes of ice time. I remember. I'm saying he he something happened to him and he hasn't played a lot this year. Yeah, he he came back from an injury. He did um, about a week and a half ago. Yeah, so um, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he re-aggravated the same thing or what happened, but um, yeah, no no power plays for for the Avs and only two for the Capitals. So kind of on their best behavior, these two teams were. And not only did Washington get two power plays, they converted neither of those power plays no so penalty yeah. kill is looking good and yeah. you know what the power play doesn't look good just don't go on the power play <laughs> it's your rules rules for the day <laughs> can't look bad if you're not on it can't look good either so yeah smarts smarts uh i always enjoy the um the deserve to win meter over mm-hmm. at uh money puck it's just a fun little tool that they have uh moneypuck.com the right on the top you, you click whatever game you want to get the stats for like kind of like the in-depth stats and right at the top there is have the deserve to win o meter and it's a uh, they, they simulate the game a thousand times with um, average goaltending they don't include the goalies like the superstar goalies into Ooh, those bird darcy Ooh. yeah <laughs> um and it's just a fun little way to see like who who was deserving to win this game they have the capitals deserving to win this game at 62 percent i think that's heavily weighed on what happened in the third period i get that um but you feel like that's a little bit too high or do you feel like no no Uh, honestly the first period looked great the second Mm -hmm. period did not the third period they were literally holding on to whatever they could um, there was some like couldn't get out of their zone towards the end of the first period in the second period, and, and you started to have that feeling like, oh, oh no, not like this. Yeah. But they held on. That's honestly how this game was won. They held on. They did not 
break to what the Capitals were doing. So I kind of agree with that deserved mm-hmm. a winnow meter. Yeah. Um, and f- as far as the expected goals go, it's kind of flipped. Well, it is flipped. Uh, the Capitals have an expected goal of 3.17, while the Avs are almost exactly two, 2.01. Yep. So, you know, take take that for what it's worth, but it, it, they're almost saying the score should be flipped. Um, and your highest expected goals would, came from, for the Capitals, Connor Sheary, who played a fantastic he, game. He was everywhere. I don't watch the Capitals a lot, but uh, I remember we, we looked at their stats yesterday. He wasn't anywhere near like the, the that I can remember. Nope. Like he didn't stick out to me, but man, yeah, he something. He had to have 49 minutes of ice time. I mean, and and maybe forty nine energy drinks before the game too, because <laughs> we gotta talk. <laughs> oh my god, dude had a motor. He he yeah. was he was impressive. Um, leading expected goals for the Avalanche, JT Comfer, point five six. So, um, let me see what Darcy Kemper was at here. For so he faced uh, twenty six low danger shots, five medium danger shots, and two high danger shots. And then for Alexander Georgiev, he faced only one high danger shot, only one. So right. as 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 much as the Capitals were swarming and uh, and all over the place, you know that you could see yeah. that too. Like yeah, the Avs were giving up shots, but they they were they were working their butt off yep. defensively. To at least get in in good positions, um, and they were yeah. While Washington had a lot of shots on goal, um, they weren't they, they weren't coming easy for them. So, and Yorgiev was in his element. Yeah, he so. he was clocked in, man. He was dialed in. Um, and you know, you get the one. Well, the the Ovechkin goal. It's an Ovechkin goal. Very tough to stop. Uh, the first one that went in was tipped in front. Um, yes. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of was redirected a little bit. So it kind of, you know, those are difficult too. It throws you off your balance and uh, your, your tracking of the puck. So um, Capitals were going to have to be on their game to really to beat him. And for most of well, the end, most of the end, they, they, they were. Yeah. I think it just goes to show you how, how dialed in uh, Georgiev is, uh, how dialed in the Avalanche are and, and, Overall, it's a, another solid win, I feel like, for the app. So. Yeah, no visible frustration out of um, Yorgiev in the goal, like the stick slapping and the frustration. It's not there. He is, he's got ice in his veins right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I still look back at that as, like, you know, I'm glad that happened. Yeah. That he just slammed the stick over it. Like, he, he needed to do that. That was the frustration boiling over. Like, for he like bottled all the frustration from the entire team and just let it out. And I wonder how much of Frankie getting hot and kind of having a hot hand hey. challenged him a little bit too. Friendly competition. Yeah. Why not? Yep. Um, all right. So we have, wow, there's, uh, let's see. So yeah, Cogliano with the goal, New Hook with a goal, Logan O'Connor, two assists. Mm. Good job, LOC. Uh, Mac with that one assist. Lekkonen with the goal on that McKinnon assist. Devontae's with an assist. Sam Girard with an assist. And Curtis McDermott with an assist. So a uh, even though you only had three goals, you had a handful of guys on the stat sheet. So yeah. overall, well done. Contributions. Yeah. 
Um, all right, one last order of business to get to, and that is our Locked On Avalanche sound check. And Kyle and I pick one song after every game that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. These songs go up on Spotify on a playlist. Just search for LOA sound check. This is volume number two. Volume number one is still up if you care to follow that from last year. Um, so I'm going to put these up as we speak. Ooh. What do you got for this one, sir? Dipping back to my soul right here. Going to okay. go with some Megadeth. Ooh. Yeah, they are they're a very hot and cold yeah. band for me, but I really like Dave Mustaine. So, How can you not? Off the United Abominations album, Washington is next. <laughs> yeah, but it's this... Washington is next! Exclamation point. So it's, yes. Yeah. They are the sixth in a row of our wins. So Washington is next. If they're, if Megadeth wrote a song called Anaheim is next, that might be my next. Yeah. yeah. I what think is this is the song about. Oh, I mean, it, this is, is, is it about... it's Megadeth. It's, it's political. Is it's, it? Yeah. I'm it's at the lyrics now. Yeah, the, uh... This album came out. Oh, seven. I think this is about the time where they're like, you know what? Let's, listen to what dave has to say a little bit more so his vocals are like potted all the way up yeah and like everything else is behind where usually it's the other way around you have to really struggle to hear what dave's saying but it's one of those just is there a chorus in here because i don't see any like repeating like no. lines it's no just... it's it's one of dave's like rambly songs it's yeah it's, you That's when you great. listen to it you're like yep it's a megadeth song yeah they only get worse from here where like this <laughs> the new album they just put out it is just like dave is angry about something here we go well he's a, he's an angry man you know angry again not not being in in metallica really kind of hey. set a course for him we get you know, it dave we get yeah, it yeah he'll never let it go he never, <laughs> never. Which, hey hey it's there's a book about that. Well, there's a chapter in a book about that, which is fantastic. But uh, that's, that's for another a, podcast. It's um, like the some kind of monster when he came in on yeah. that documentary. He's like, "Hey, yeah. by the way, I'm also mad." Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he feels like he's a failure because he got kicked out of Metallica, and that's just that's his metric. Uh, for me, I'm going with uh, one of one of my favorites. I haven't brought. I don't want to put him on too much because mm. i could i could put a devin townsend song on after mm. every single uh game but i don't want people to get sick of him and i don't want people to get sick of me putting him on uh the playlist dozens of times but for this one it's fitting and uh with the avalanche now back into third place overall in the central enough of that wild card stuff that's for the peons yeah. uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah back in in third place in the central uh the name of the song is where we belong mm. and i know that's not where we want to want to finish but back into that th those playoff slots is where the avalanche belong and, and i genuinely feel like it doesn't matter like they've had president's trophy they've been uh you know number one in the central uh i i yeah, you want that. You just want to play. You want to play well. I don't think you're looking at the the standings anymore. If you're the Avalanche, I think you have the mindset of do what Tampa did. Yeah, doesn't matter. Mm. Play good hockey wherever you finish. You finish, and you know you can go win a Stanley Cup. 
Yeah, just get the playoffs. Especially with how this team is, you don't want to go searching for where the Avalanche are in the standings. You don't want to scroll below a cut line. This team yeah. should be above the cut line. It should be, you pull up standings, Avalanche are right here. There might be a team up here or below, but you shouldn't have to go searching. So let me ask you this: Now that they're there, mm-hmm. do you think they lose it? Do you think there's another maybe small four-game losing streak, five-game losing streak somewhere in the rest of the season, and 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 they they maybe drop back into a wild card spot, or do you feel like nope? Once they're there, they know that you know the importance of it, and and they will not let that go. I would entertain that thought, but the sound of someone knocking at the door would be Kale McCard, Josh Manson, and Bo Byram, and. And the distant knocking at the door is Gabe Landeskog. Yeah, and he's he's going yeah. to come back eventually. Yeah, I mean, before my kids go to college, I hope. But <laughs> like, it's like they're coming back, so I feel like that's going to put a stopgap with the streaks. But again, this is all predicated on the fact that Nathan McKinnon is fine and dandy and will right. be skating I, in Anaheim. I will be watching the Newswire all day tomorrow, and it is an off day for the average. So maybe you don't hear anything um because they're off wednesday and then they play thursday so maybe because it's the off day you, you're not going to hear anything so maybe thursday is a day you should watch uh for any news about nathan mckinnon if anything i'm just thinking the worst i'm just fearing the worst because that's what kind of season it's been this year so step back so. from that ledge my friend <laughs> Uh, all right, that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Obviously, that is always appreciated and uh, solid win. Six in a row. Let's uh, keep it going with seven against Anaheim. Is that on the road or at home? Good question. That, that is, is at home. So, yeah, that, you got to win that game. That, that, is, that see, is you have to win that game. We can see Zegris. Yeah, yeah, I, he's he's entertaining. Got to give him that. All right, thank you everybody for tuning in again. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go Abs, go!